Witness history this year at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch it. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. It's three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off. We'll see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if fresh faces rise to the challenge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all goes down. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and right now and today, you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Now, can you believe that we're in the second week of the Australian Open already? This tournament has been fantastic. Without Novak Djokovic and all the drama that happened pre-tournament, some people thought it might take away a little bit from the tennis that is happening. No, 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 no. There's been great tennis down under, and I can't be more happy with how things have kind of played out and how well the sport has rebounded from what happened before the tournament. Now, it is the second week. We are getting into the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals, and we'll get to that a little bit later in this episode, but let's go through some of the big first-round matches, first, second, third, fourth-round matches that happened. First-round match, I don't even know if I mentioned it last week, but this match was huge. It was Cam Norrie versus Sebastian Corda. Now, Corda ended up winning in straight sets, which was kind of surprising because the way that Cam Norrie has been playing lately. Cam Norrie has been phenomenal. He wins Indian Wells. He plays well at the end of 2021. Comes into 2022. He's ranked number 12 in the world. Loses to the American Sebastian Corda. Sebastian Corda goes on to win his second round match. And that was a great match. Let's move on down a little bit more. Uh, another person that really impressed me during week one is Alcaraz. Carlos Alcaraz had a phenomenal first week. He actually ends up makes it, making it to the third round where he loses to Berrettini. Corda makes it to the third round as well where he loses to Karina Busta. Those two youngsters, those are going to be someone to watch, some people to watch moving forward as the next generation. They are phenomenal. Um, Matteo Berrettini obviously has a great, great tournament as well. This was a good first round match, but it kind of went the other way. I thought Feliciano Lopez played John Millman uh, the Australian, and John Millman beats him in four sets, which is kind of surprising because I thought Feliciano Lopez would play a little bit better than that, but he did not. Uh, the first round match between Opelka and Anderson, the two big servers, that goes to Opelka, and Opelka you know, has a great tournament as always. He's been solid for the Americans lately. He loses to Denis Shapovalov in the third round. Now, sticking with the first round, though, like I said we're going to, Let's go down and let's find one of the other really good matches. That was the Demon, Alex De Manure versus Lorenzo Musetti. Now, Lorenzo Musetti has had, you know, a great year-ish because he's really flew onto the scene, but Lorenzo Musetti ends up losing in the first round to the Demon, Alex De Manure, the Australian. You would kind of expect him to play really good on home turf in four sets. Now, this might have been this next one might have been the best first round match. In the tournament, it was a five setter. It went forever. It was Andy Murray who gets a wild card into this tournament 
versus Bashlashvili. And now Bashlashvili, if you remember, he kind of burst onto the scene last year. He ended up beating Roger Federer, I believe, in Doha when Federer returned. And he's ranked number 21 in the in this tournament, not in the world. In this tournament, he's ranked number 21. And it's kind of surprising because Andy Murray went five sets with him and ended up beating him. He wins, Murray wins the first set, the third set, and the fifth set. But for Andy Murray to stay on the court this long, he loses in straight sets in the second round. But for Andy Murray to really stick around for that long and, and move on like that, I think was very surprising in my eyes and also awesome to see Andy Murray playing at a high level again. Let's fast forward to the third and fourth rounds. In these rounds, there were also really good matches. This is when you're getting you know, to the end of week one, so you're kind of expecting some people to start playing really well and some matches to go really well. Uh, a five-setter between Carlos Alcaraz and Matteo Berrettini. I watched some of this match. Alcaraz has been playing really, really well, and when he's on, he's really, really hard to beat because of the power that he brings to the sport. Carlos Alcaraz is such a youngster, and he was, you know, he looked like he beefed up a little bit in the offseason. He had the uh, had the sleeveless Nike shirt tank on, and he looked great. And I think against Berrettini, he matched Berrettini's power really well. Uh, but Berrettini wins in a fifth set tiebreaker, ten five. Um, Berrettini, the number seven seed, I think that was a you know a little surprising of a you know contest for him. I would believe. Uh, for that to go into five sets because Berrettini wins the first two sets and then Alcaraz wins the next two sets. So Carlos Alcaraz, another name to really, really keep an eye on. Uh, another match in the third round that I thought would be a little bit better than it actually was um, is Riley Opelka and Denis Shapovalov. This only went four sets and Shapo won in four sets, but I thought Shapo would really struggle to, you know, break Opelka and, you know, get momentum in that match. But Shapo, as I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, is playing great tennis. Uh, Manorino, who was playing really well against Roger Federer in the grass court season at Wimbledon, ends up beating Aslan Karatsev, the 18th seed, which was surprising because Manorino isn't even seeded in this tournament. He beats him in the third round, and he beats him in four sets. So that's kind of surprising for Karatsev. Karatsev kind of had a tough tournament because he even went the distance in a few other matches leading up to this. He beat Mackenzie McDonald in four sets, but in round one, Karatsev actually went five sets. He went five sets with Munar. I don't know how to say his name. Um, it's M-U-N-A-R. I don't. He's he's ranked number 71 in the world from Spain. I don't know how to say his first name, so I'm not even going to uh, butcher it, but Munar played unbelievable and took one of the world's best, number 18 seed, Karatsev, who's had a great few years, all the way the distance. So that was really surprising to see, but also kind of good to see. I like some parody in the sport of tennis, but Kratsev ends up losing later on anyway. Now, in the fourth round, there were phenomenal matches. Uh, I think most of the matches in the fourth round, everyone can agree, um, had some sort of greatness to them. Uh, maybe other than the uh, Berrettini Carino Busta match that just went straight three sets and Monfils beat. Uh, you know, an unseeded player in three sets as well. So Berrettini and Monfils will play each other in the quarterfinals, both on probably pretty good rest because they swept in the fourth round. Now, Monfils comes out of the side of the bracket that probably Novak Djokovic would have been in, so this just opens the door for Gael Monfils to play play really well. Uh, in the fourth round as well, going down the list, uh, Alexander Sverev 
loses in straight sets. In straight sets to Denis Shapovalov. Now, this was one of the matches. My sister actually texted me and said, are you excited for the Shapo match tonight? And I go, it's either going to be really good or Shapo's going to get destroyed because he just, you know, he, he just won't play up to the level that Sverev's at. It was complete opposite. It wasn't a very good match, and it was all Shapo and Sverev didn't play very well. So Shapo wins in straight sets against the number three player in the tournament, Alexander Sverev. A big surprise, I think, for a lot of people, but Shapo is really, really playing well right now. Uh, Manorino played Nadal, and Nadal wins in straight sets, but the biggest thing is Nadal wins a first set 16-14 to in a tiebreaker. This was an unbelievable first set. This first set took forever. Manorino had so many set points. Nadal had so many set points. The tiebreaker was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And really, this set could have been Manorino's. But Manorino, at the end of this set, got hurt. And uh, I think he started cramping and was never really the same. Rafael Nadal cruises into the quarterfinals. All right, let's keep moving down the list of the fourth round. It was Alex Damanur playing Yannick Sinner. Uh, Yannick Sinner beats him in straight sets, which was kind of surprising because Damon Neuer, you'd think the Demon would make a bigger push here in Australia. But Yannick Sinner, the way he's playing right now, the 20-year-old, he's one of the youngest to ever make it to the quarterfinals at the Australian Open. I believe he's just behind the 2015 19-year-old Nick Kyrgios to make it to the quarterfinals. But Yannick Sinner is playing unbelievable tennis right now and I'm excited for his quarterfinal match which is going to be against Stefano Tsitsipas. Stefano Tsitsipas barely beats Taylor Fritz. Yeah, you heard that right. Taylor Fritz was up two sets to one in this. He won the first and the third set and Stefano Tsitsipas ends up winning the fourth and the fifth set. Now, I didn't get to watch this full match because it was on about 5 a.m. my time, and that doesn't really correlate with my work or sleep schedule. Uh, but I did catch up on it in the morning, and it seemed as if uh, there were some coaching violations, some problems with that. And Sitsipas does what Sitsipas does so many times is he just somehow finds a way to win. But I'm really looking forward to that Yannick sinner Sitsipas match. And the biggest thing about that is Yannick Sinner is coming off a big win against Damon Neuer, but a three-set win against Damon Neuer, okay? And I think that's one of the biggest things is he's going to be able to have some rest. His match was only two hours and 35 minutes was Yannick Sinner's match. And then you look at the Taylor Fritz and Stefano Sitsipas match, and that match went for three hours and 23 minutes. So it looks like the there's an hour between those matches, and that hour can make a big deal, especially when you know, you're stressed out in the match and it's a lot hard on your body because it goes five sets. So I think this is going to be a really good match between Sitsipas and Yannick Sinner. Now to the bottom part of the bracket, to the final one, uh, Felix Ogiel-Yassim grinds it out after losing a bad first set 6-2 and ends up beating Marin Cilic. FAA is now into the quarterfinals. Two Canadian youngsters in the quarterfinals, FAA and Shapo. And then you look at Maxime Cressy, who played a really good match against Daniil Medvedev, ends up going four sets, but Medvedev, three of the sets, went to seven. So Medvedev wins the first one 6-2 and then wins in a tiebreaker and then loses in a tiebreaker and then wins 7-5 in the fourth set. So it's going to be FAA versus Daniil Medvedev. Now, Medvedev is playing unbelievable tennis right now, but really anybody in these quarterfinals, sometimes people squeak into them and you know they might not be playing their best or they just got lucky a few times. Everybody in this round is playing phenomenal. Now, 
I have to make some picks now, now that we are in the quarterfinals, and I'm going to make those picks. Uh, the first match on the top of the bracket, Monfils versus Berrettini. I think Berrettini uh, has really struggled a little bit in this tournament. Um, the match that he had against Alcaraz, I think he, I would, I'm saying, I believe he's a little tired. I just do think he's just a little, little tired. And Monfils has played really, really well this tournament. I'm going to go with the underdog. Gael Monfils is going to be in the semifinals. Now, is he going to play Chapo or Nadal? I have no idea. I, I really don't. I'd love to pick Nadal because I think Nadal is going to keep playing really well and he's got the it factor. But Chapo, it almost seems like his time to shine. It, it really, really, really does. Um, but it's going to be hard to go against Nadal. I'm going to put Nadal in there against Monfils in the semis and then on the bottom part of the bracket, I think Yannick Sinner gets it done against uh, Stefano Tsitsipas just because of the way Sinner's playing lately, and he's going to be a semifinalist at this tournament at such a young age of 20, and I really think he can do it. And then I think Medvedev takes care of business against FAA. So it's going to be Medvedev and Sinner on the bottom part, and Nadal and Monfils on the top part. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that Nadal takes care of Monfils, and Medvedev takes care of Sinner. And I think Medvedev and Nadal meet in the finals, and I think Daniil Medvedev wins the Australian Open. I think Daniil Medvedev is just too good. He's already lost to Nadal in the 2019 U.S. Open. And I think that Daniil Medvedev, when Novak Djokovic found out that he wasn't playing in this tournament, this tournament was really Medvedev's. And I think he's got enough confidence after beating you know, Djokovic and winning the U.S. Open. And I think he's got enough talent and he's got enough skill and he's got the right mindset. And I do think Daniil Medvedev wins the Australian Open 2022. Woo! I just went through that really fast. I went through all that. I wanted to make sure I got everything in and I didn't want to take too much of your time. That's why I think this podcast is so special is because I can get to a lot of news and get to a lot of things. And you don't have to waste your whole day listening to a podcast. So um, that's what's going on in Australia right now. Some of the other storylines, Taylor Fritz makes it to the second week of the tournament for the first time in his career. I think the number one American, Taylor Fritz, I think he's got such a bright 2022 ahead of him. He had a great tournament here in Australia, and I think it's only a matter of time before he makes a semifinal of a Grand Slam. Could he make it this year? I think so. I think he's good enough. He somehow plays really, really well, and his game is just so interesting to watch. And I think Taylor Fritz really makes a run at some point in 2022 or wins a Masters 1000 or does something about that. I'm really happy for a guy. I'm on feast. He gets to do, you know, he gets to do something he doesn't get to do very often is make it this far in a tournament just because it's been so dominant at the top. And uh, he had an interview. He talked about how he's got to regain love for the game ever since, you know, Elena Svitolina has really showed him that how much the game means to him. And he thanked her in one of his post-game press conferences. So I am... Uh, I'm really happy to see him doing well. I think the most interesting thing about these quarterfinals is it's like a top six seed versus someone way like some next gen player, uh, so to speak. So other than Monfils, but Berrettini, you'd expect him in the quarters. Monfils, not really. You'd expect Nadal in the quarters. Would you expect Chapo? Probably not. Would you expect Sitsipas? Yes. Sinner? Probably not. Would you expect FAA? Probably not. Would you expect? Uh, Medvedev, yes. So I think that's the best part about this Australian Open this year is it's kind of, you know, you have your regulars, but then you have some surprises. And I think that's awesome. And it's great for the sport of tennis and the parity 
in tennis as well. I just zipped through this so fast, but I got through everything real quick. Uh, watch the Australian Open. It is some phenomenal tennis, even though it's on late nights here in the United States. But the Australian Open has been phenomenal this year. Watch it. You got my picks for the final. I got Medvedev beating Nadal in the final. But I really think Yannick Sinner can make a semi, and I really do think Gael Monfils is playing well enough to make a semi as well. I'll have a full recap of the tournament next week. I'm sure some drama and some other things are going to happen over the next few days that are going to be great to talk about next week. Thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for listening to the podcast, as always, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.